Welcome once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast here from glorious Los Angeles in the shadows of Cal State LA. I just want to preface You're not this. doing Alhambra adjacent anymore? Adjacent! I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Okay. Or maybe I just trademark it. From uh, glorious adjacent Alhambra. Once you find an intro that works for you, you kind of just stick with it, right? Let us know in the comments if that works. If not, I'm willing to adjust on the fly. And if you pay us enough, we'll just say whatever you want. Yes, we will say whatever you want. Max Barretos, Vince LaRosa. Just a disclaimer here. Not all weeks are going to be like this. Uh, maybe they will, actually. But nothing quite like what we saw going back to I don't know if I'm going to make it Friday. if it is. There's so, too much excitement. The incredible 110 football crew uh, working the shows on a Monday, uh, working the press conference for Gareth Bale on a Tuesday, and here at the Performance Center on a Wednesday. Uh, sorry, shows fantastic job. We're on a Monday as well as the press conference for Gareth Bale. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. I, it's actually Tuesday, yeah. and it goes on and on. So there's a lot going on. Obviously, people still in the glow of the Galaxy game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Gareth Bale uh, announcements, the press conference. We'll also talk about MLS All-Stars, LAFC, very well represented there. And we'll be joined by one of those All-Stars, Ilya Sanchez. I know I could speak on your behalf. We couldn't be happier for him. And without question, he deserved to be in there. So we already had Ilya on, so we got the chance to talk to him. It's nice when you do the guest first because you can kind of lead You into can really it. tease it. Uh, it's really we, good. We then spent another, what, 15 minutes talking to him off camera because he's so, so personable, uh, has so many insights. But I just want to say this. Ilya Sanchez as a, a six, as a non-goal-scoring, non-assisting for the most part. And that's not, that's not to take anything from his quality. It's just statistically he doesn't always show up in the box score. Uh, but bosses games, controls games, uh, is a leader for his team. For him to be voted in, not, not picked by the coaches, because you would think coaches. Coaches love those type of guys, right? He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a big kind of coach. They will player. tell you it's most important position. I would well, agree with him, most stitches. important position on the, on the yeah. field. You love it, the Argentine five. Yes. Ilya is a six in the European Fernando tradition. Gago, uh, Javier Mascherano. Redondo. Fernando Redondo. Oh. Play, actually, Redondo. Ilya Sanchez, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit the same. But maybe that was the Spain influence, him out sure. being, being Madrid. But for a player like Ilya, like I said. Redondo had better hair but he had better hair than anyone. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one, actually. <laughs> Ilya's got quite the flow going right Ilya now. Ilya has a flow, but redondo. But, yes, to your point, those, those players that aren't the highlight real players uh, getting voted in by a fan base, I just hope that it's the sign of things to come, that we are kind of becoming smarter in the way that we view football, smarter than the way. Like, look, we'll always be clowned on a little bit because we have an all-star game. But if you're putting in the players that actually deserve it um, and they play well against the Liga MX teams, Nowhere to go but up from here. Year two of uh, MLS All-Stars versus Liga MX, which uh, went well year one here in Los Angeles. will be in Minnesota. We'll talk about that in a moment. I did want to mention this, what Ilya said uh, off the air afterwards that I wanted to share because we talked about the game on Friday. We talked about the game against FC Dallas where Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale came out and did the shalalas and got drenched. We all saw it and were just blown away. I know I certainly was. But the, he said he was surprised that they did that. Mm -hmm. And that makes it even more remarkable that they didn't really have to. They came out there, uh, met the team, and it felt so organic. Yeah, I mean, there, and there were so many reasons why he was unsure if they would do it. Like we said, they didn't play. It's a long list. A lot of times when players don't play, they feel like it takes the spotlight away from their teammates. And these guys coming in, they are superstars, but they have been humble 
to the highest degree, both of them. Um, so I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have said, you know, there's already been enough attention on me. Let me just pull it back. I got celebrated. Gareth, both Gareth and Giorgio got to go over to the north end and be clapped and cheered before games. Um, so they probably would have normally said, ah, I've had enough. But they saw the camaraderie. They saw what it meant to the fan base and, as Ilya says, the ritual. Uh, and they want to be a part of it. It's they, they're, as Gareth said in the press conference, he's like, I'm not here for six months. I want to be a part of all of it. I'm here for the long haul. So You mentioned Euros. Yeah. So that's uh, two more years. So we shall see. To the uh, supporters in the North End and to all the supporters at the stadium, this is your handiwork. Because uh, after Giorgio Chiellini did, he, did it, uh, there was no way Gareth Bale was not going to do it. And it's created uh, images that I think we will watch for many, many years. Mm -hmm. That's how, uh, how significant it was. Let us start with the Galaxy game, by the way. Please rate, review, download, subscribe the podcast. Uh, we love everyone tuning in on the LAFC account and watching our visual component. It's certainly worth it with this beautiful backdrop and these incredible guests and seeing what Vince is going to wear. Uh, so I've gotten some compliments on uh, this. Every, yeah. Steve and Ilya both loved it. Will Kuntz, not as happy about it. I think you're still ahead of the curve with that one, so that's good. But we will, we'll start with the Galaxy game, a cathartic 3-2 victory. Kind of had to hang by the, the seat of your backside there for a little bit as the guys who would tie it at 1-1 and then come back 3-2. Mm -hmm. No one said it was going to be easy. But uh, we have picked three things that have stood out about that game that we're going to share with you, and then we'll fill it in uh, from that point forward. But the first one is getting over the hump. And Vince, you know as much as I do that it was very uncomfortable around here knowing how much was put onto this game. We spoke mm -hmm. to Steve Chirundolo, he would go, look, we, this is obviously really important, but we want to perform mm -hmm. and play the way we play in every game. You looked at the players or whether you talked to the players, you saw something a little bit more. It was, and we've talked to them afterwards and how much, and Ilya Sanchez stick around has a really He has a tidbit about that that's really important. About it that you will appreciate is the idea of playing the Galaxy three times and not getting a win uh, would uh, be a real wet blanket on what has been a remarkable season. So they knew that they had to do a little bit more. And while they will hope to address winning there at Dignity Health Sports Park down the road, this was something that has just put, put all the pieces in place for this now unofficial second half of the season. I honestly don't know how they would have recovered had they lost that game. Wow, to, strong. To be honest with you, and maybe, and maybe they still go out and they take the top spot in the West or they win Supporter Shield, but you would have thought if they lose that game, the playoffs, it's like, I don't know now, right? But they win this game, and as you said, the most important part was winning this game. It was the result. How many times have you and I sat here after a Galaxy match and said, well, we played really well, probably deserved a win, um, and it always... And, Nothing you could say after that And one, we, you and I was always, would always get hammered because people would go, winning's the only thing that matters. We're like, yeah, we know, but we're trying to break down the game, give you a little nuance. I, I don't have to do that for this game because there's not much nuance. They just powered through and they got the victory at all costs. It was not the prettiest. It was very interesting to hear the Galaxy have to talk in that moment because the shoe very much was on the, the other foot, um, and they did not wear it well, uh, I would say, because they they kind of, after clowning LAFC for, for years and saying, hey, it's the result is the only thing that matters. We don't care if you played well. They tried to flip the script a little bit. <laughs> they did. And say, like, oh, I didn't think they were actually that good. All right. I will say the one thing that LAFC has been in defeat or in draw or in disappointment has been pretty gracious. Uh, Aside from, obviously, the afters of that Open Cup match, uh, no one wants to see that. But the Galaxy, not a good look. But again, ultimately, I think the biggest takeaway and why we started with it first was winning at all costs. 
Uh, they they got it over the line, and like you said, it was palpable that the feeling around here was yeah, they were like it wasn't a good feeling for no. me. I mean, you're sitting there going, and and, and I'm, I, you would think in the back of your mind, what happens if they don't win this, and your body would sink because with all this momentum, with the eyes of the world literally on this club because of who they have signed, uh, you want you want it all to be perfect, and right. a win over the Galaxy allowed it. Anything less. And it would dampen. It would dampen the enthusiasm. We know how important it is for the supporters. Obviously, we talked to them a lot. We saw what happened at the Open Cup game as well. So uh, there was a lot of pressure on these guys, and pressure can distort your performance. We've seen it so many times. I mean, we, we did see it in the game. It, we did. A little it, bit, but it they was, were able to get that, over the hump. That equalizing goal, you're like, oh, boy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like just past the hour mark. And it was and a little bit fluky, as they are. Yeah. Um, Ilya, again, he's going to share with us kind of what their feelings were about how the Galaxy were able to hurt them and how they kind of hurt themselves. Um, and a lot of that might have been down to pressure. It's, it's this weird, delicate balance where, like you said, you, you walk around here and you want to say it's just another game. We believe in ourselves. We believe in our style play. And at the same time, you can't say that because you want to win this so badly for your supporters. And I think that's why we hear more relief than actually celebration. Because yeah. they're like, supporters, you celebrate this. This is for you. We wanted this for you. We've let you down. You guys go celebrate it. We're just relieved that we could give you this. Game on a Friday night, an extra day to celebrate it for everyone out there. And so they did. It. They certainly It was hopping did. right after that match. But how many games do we say in the MLS regular season classify as winning at all costs? Maybe. Not enough. Not enough. Very few in a season. Um, certainly not at this early stage in July. But this was one. We all know it. Now we move onward to Sunday, Nashville, where perhaps we see Gareth Bale, who was introduced in the press conference at the glorious field club. He's now had his They're in the bowels of, uh, second day of full training. Are you surprised how quickly they, after getting off a plane, have kind of fallen into place into training? I guess yes and no. I shouldn't be because both are the consummate professionals. You look at Giorgio Chiellini, you look at Gareth Bale, and they both come from a slight small vacation. They still look extremely fit. Are they 90 minutes fit? That's a different story. But just looking, the eye test, they look fit, and, and it's still surreal seeing both of them. Like, seeing them in little drills out here together where, like, either Giorgio's defending Gareth or Gareth's playing a ball to Carlos or something like that, it's, I don't know if we'll ever get used to it. Well, just the DPs, they're not DPs, but they're kind of that status, the big superstars to come here. You don't generally get this that quickly into a club. I remember what David Beckham signed. It seemed forever before we right. finally it was, got him going. It was forever. And what, yeah, it was forever. And you'd see him, he'd do an interview and he'd disappear. And that was the first. And he was a phenomenon. There's no doubt about it. And much has changed. But many others kind of followed that suit. They just wanted to kind of come and play. Didn't really want to do much. I will say that Gareth Bale did every media request at Bank of California Stadium. Every last one. Local, national, international. Did them all. And it was multiple. Um, in Spanish was Estrella. <laughs> it's amazing. Just want to remind. How's his Spanish? Just want to remind all the Real Madrid people that I don't want to rain on the Galaxy's parade, but right now they're doing some damage control because their DP Douglas Costa is taking photos of him on vacation. So not a good look. It's not a good look. This could not be a better look. And sitting here, and I posted on Twitter a photo of Chiellini and Bale. Mark Chiellini marking Bale is. It's it's fantasy, you know. It's something you wouldn't expect to see on an MLS training facility, but here we are. So uh, he said all the right things. He's so people always said he was humble, and I had a few words with him, and it just so disarming. Right, he felt like 
a kid starting his career. It really did. He's like, yeah, well, that's the, the, the British consulate was there. They gave him a bag and it had a daffodil. And he goes, oh, a daffodil, which Welsh national flower I've discovered. Uh, just very charming and just excited. There was it that, you know, you're just looking at these clues. There was that excitement in his eyes about this new adventure. Yeah, disarming in yeah. a way, right? Because yeah. the, there were some questions that were pointed. Um, and he kind of just knew that they were coming and didn't push back on them. He just kind of absorbed it and said, look, like with the golf question, he's like, look, I play golf. I enjoy golf. Do I play as much as people think I do? No. And, and even the Steph Curry comment, I love it. Like he goes and plays golf and then is, plays high level basketball game. Yeah. So why can't I? He's like, but I don't even do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, and so again, he was just very cool, calm and collected and seemed ready for everything. And like you said, just the wide swath. I mean, to, to do an interview in Spanish with Estrella, you would not think a player from Wales would be doing that, even a superstar level. And that's incredible. That's a testament to him. Check out the Estrella coverage, and you'll be able to see that interview. It's very cool. I, a lot of agents, some former players were there. I chatted to Yuri uh, Mifsisian, who played at Real Salt Lake, was there. And he's like, because he played in Russia, and he's like, every player wants to come to MLS. Every player wants to come to LAFC. It's, uh, it's on their list. Not everyone can come here. But this is just going to amplify that in a big way. One answer that was interesting, because we all know we're going to get the best of Gareth Bale for these next four or five months leading up to the World Cup. We're going to be along for the ride. Luis Suarez has been courted by MLS clubs, but he's careful about which one to go to because he wants to go to the very end of an MLS season. Right. So he goes right into Specifically said, if I don't play Cup. for that month, for i got to go all the way to November 5th, MLS Cup. World Cup starts November 18th. Which is why he's, I mean, he was going to go to River Plate, but once they got knocked out of Copa Libertadores, he said, well, I can't. I mean, yeah. I, I have to be at my best. Pretty cut and dry. And the one club that you figure should be there, or at least you can get, bet on being there close to the end, if not at the end, is LAFC. Mm -hmm. uh, Austin, I would you'd feel a little bit worried about doing that. Any other club is just not there in the standings. Right. So he, uh, he obviously wants to do that whole run here. But then he mentioned he wants to get ready for the Euros. And as I said, that's two years away. He'll be here in 2023. Mm -hmm. If things are going well, then 2024 probably falls into place. Everything says that things will go well. He uh, said all the right things. He looks really excited about being here. And maybe we heard the beginnings of this being more than just a six-month, 18-month run. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, again, he didn't back down from any questions, and he took that one head on. And it was like, no, not just six months. Long haul. I'm here for a long haul. And I, I believe him with the golf. He, he, I, some of his uh, representation were saying, goes, he is locked in to get into training going first and then, you know, reap the benefits of playing golf. But it's golf. You can play at any At least he doesn't like water parks. Yeah, there's often. He doesn't like, I'm going to go to a wet and wild four days a week and enjoy myself there. I like golf. <laughs> at least it's not water parks. <laughs> I mean, He's like, uh, I love water parks. I love amusement parks. I would love Taxing. it if the first time he sat down with us, he goes, you guys been to San Dimas? <laughs> Because I really want to go Raging there. Raging waters. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go there. And we're like, don't go there. Uh, I wouldn't mind going. If you don't mind, I can go two days in a row if you're down. That's, that's the commitment <laughs> I would like to have. Yeah, I got the two-day pass. <laughs> we, uh, in touch with Steve Trundolo, check that out. But he said that, he goes, I, it's not going to keep being like this. Killini uh, interview, FC Dallas game with all that magical postgame, Galaxy victory, bail announcement. It's been an incredible two weeks. Not just for Los Angeles, for MLS. Happen. It's been incredible. Well, there's still a DP slot, slot open. Yeah. What do we think I just for, for my, I just pray for my crew because they're just working so yes, hard, and I, I would like them to get a day off here and there. Yes, we need that. Tell that to Steve. Maybe he'll understand. He doesn't care. He, uh, but um, 
what do you think? I mean, the, we'll still talk about the DP. I just, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I could be wrong. I just feel that this club is where it's at. They, I don't know how much they have to do with regards to the roster. There's going to be a lot enough. of rumors between now and when that happens. Yeah. Take if I had to salt. guess, because I don't know anything, what we knew, look, Max and I actually did know some things, and then those things have fallen apart. Um, for whatever way, well, we won't share too much more on that. But if I had to guess, I still think it's going to be a young player. Yeah. I think when you bring in a Giorgio Chiellini, you bring in uh, Gareth Bale, and even if you bring in Jesse Lingard, it's going to be weird if he's like, I'm a DP, and these guys are Tam. Like, well, it just, I don't know. It just seems like a weird dynamic in the locker room. Obviously, Jesse Lingard would help the team or someone of that level, but I just feel like you now have almost like a – and you don't use DPs this way per se, but you have kind of a free play there now yeah. where you bring in a guy that in, I was talking about this on 360, Brian Rodriguez finally admitted, maybe I came here too early. Um, and he had to really take a long time and take some knocks to kind of get it in his system. So maybe you do bring in another young guy and say, look, come here six months. We'll, you'll come off the bench. You contribute when you can, but really we don't need you to do anything now because look at, look at those guys that are next to you on the pitch. And you can kind of, you know, it's there's not patience in professional sports, but this is one of those rare instances where I think you can have patience with a big spot. And if you can go for a really high-end prospect and bring him in now and bring him along slowly, that will be an exciting uh, development as well because we know the scouting department within LAFC and all their connections are above and beyond what you normally see. They've Some done very well with South America. Some of the names of players that I've heard they were scouting on, and like ultimately they didn't get him because another bigger club came in. Here's one, Luis Diaz. They scouted Luis, Luis Diaz. Diaz now at Liverpool, and they were talking with him. They were never, they were probably never going to get him for the money that he was going to go for. But they're identifying and assessing these and having these talks. So. They're going to hit one of these. Yeah, going to hit one of these. The, uh, Luis Diaz type guy is going to start at LAFC, or maybe another MLS club, and all of a sudden, one of the super clubs are going to come here and offer here's whatever amount of crazy money. Forty million. Would Forty be. million for this guy because we we see the talent. It's going to happen in this league, and it may happen at this club. And by the way, we may happen right here behind might us. Might be happy. I, I'm convinced of it. So be prepared for that. The uh, the situation now as well, it's a dilemma for Steve Cherundolo and John Thorington because you have Giorgio Chiellini, you have Gareth Bale, and you have a team that's the best in the league mm -hmm. flying high with the players that are playing. So this is a unique circumstance. When you're doing that well, you don't just incorporate two new players. Right. They need to incorporate these two players question is how quickly and how soon but if it was a third player that they're doing when you have uh everyone really performing at a high clip that's going to make it a, a tough situation all the tougher and i would say if you had more competitions you wouldn't worry so much like this is front loading for hopefully a champions league run next year because when you have more competitions it's easier to kind of move some pieces you have to actually it's not easier you literally have to rotate uh there will still be some multiple game weeks we have one coming up um so that'll be a chance to kind of move some guys around uh, but you're right. Steve has a, a dilemma of how he integrates these guys. and Because at a certain point, you got to know what your best 11 is. Because when push comes to shove, you want them on the field and you want to say, we roll those out. Yes, we've got some changes off the bench, and they've been very good at planning for 90 minutes and saying, okay, if this situation goes this way, we want to bring this player in or that player, and it's really gone to almost to script for them. Uh, but, yeah, just one competition, uh, tough. Tough yep. to rotate these guys. Well, you, you look at the, the body language of the players, but we've seen guys that have started, they may not start 
a lot of them bounce back and get those minutes. No one's really out of it. We don't hear bad Apple kind of, ah, I need to play. There's mm -hmm. none of that going on. There's a great spirit here, and it could be just from our perspective. We don't know what's happening inside the locker room. But it seems like everyone's on board, and those shalalas at the end of the game, it's everyone out there, well, I think arm in arm. I think that's why those moments are important. They are important. So uh, I think uh, we have a very happy camp. We'll see if that continues. Results mean everything, and we'll see more uh, on Sunday, Nashville. Check it out. We're on KCOP TV. Uh, Could Channel be the 13. debut of Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale. Yeah. Giorgio Chiellini, I would imagine, pretty sure we're going to see him. Uh, Gareth Bale reports saying we probably will, but we'll wait and see. It's still too early for us to determine that in any way. But I'm just, I can't. We, we backloaded these games on LA, on KCOP. We got a, a lot. Hi. Very excited. No way you could come along for the ride. Yeah, no way you could have planned that, but it's going to be a great way to end the season. ESPN and FS1 and Univision, their lack of foresight. Well, ESPN not got, knowing. ESPN got theirs. They got to have that Galaxy they game. Got the they Galaxy got to have game. Gareth. And now they, they they'd say, want Thank something you. in September. They would, but oh well. In August. So you'll see that on KCOP. So great news for our local broadcast and for everyone here, terrestrial television, you will be able to see it. And that's going to be a good game with. Uh, a team that I think resides in the top seven that uh, is protecting their home court. They're going to need a result and obviously will feel the magnitude nice of the moment with these two new debuts that we imagine. Talk to a couple happening. players that are ex excited to see that stadium. So a nice yeah. brand new stadium. You know, you know they want to defend it uh, and we want to take it. All-Stars. Three All-Stars. Wait, we didn't even get through all of our Galaxy are we uh, finished with the Galaxy? No. Oh, well, let's go through the... Oh, I haven't. You're right. I haven't finished. Yeah. I just jumped the gun there. Sorry. Uh, see, it's all out of whack now. Number two, the counterattack and Chicho Arango, who has become, everyone's defending Chicho at every level, and rightfully so. It's that five goals in six games, mm -hmm. and this was a very special goal. Game-winning goal, crossing the goal mouth, beautiful ball by Carlos Vela, coming off that counterattack. And just how Chicho Arango is being used in this offensive capacity is truly um, it feels like it has some staying power. It's, yes. uh, it's a wonderful development for a guy who had a slow start to the season. Well, we kept worrying and worrying. Can Chicho and Carlos play together? And I think that's, this play is the perfect example. Carlos comes short because it was a turnover and then two passes. Carlos comes short, takes that pass. Chicho leads the line, splits the center backs, finishes it off. That's exactly how we want to see it. Lightning quick counter. I mean, it wasn't even – it was precise enough. Um, but, I mean, it probably could have even been better, I think, with some of the passes. And, but the finish, just angling it right into that corner. Uh, this is a new weapon for LAFC. And it, it, well, not a new one. I, I know Matt Doyle, and all respect to you, Matt, because you, you watch all these games and have to write these uh, uh, long reviews of the weekend. And you said, you know, LAFC is finding added counterattacks. Counter I think we were pretty good in transition in 2019. I think that's something it, people it, forgot. It, we the dominated best kept the, secret. We just we did dominate the ball much more than we have in past. You did get that right, but um, yeah, it's the counterattacks have come back on. I think we lost our way in transition. We were horrible in 2020, even worse in 2021. So I'll give you that, Matt. We we did miss that. Uh, but if this is a new uh, involvement for LAFC, and we talk to the guys and they say, hey, we've learned to play in a low block. We learned to play in a mid block. Look out, man. Because they're learning everything. Because look, very we're complex. Yeah. Uh, preparation for these games and they're ready for anything we talked about it in the columbus game and it made a lot of sense especially with the delays and being in the east coast but if they can do it even against a team like the galaxy or let's say come playoff time two passes and a goal and to know that chicho's going to finish that off and steve by the way in in touch with steve trundolo was like we still could have finished more chances yeah and the idea that they could play with three 
really good central defenders in the back. Mm -hmm. we, we've talked about the group that they have, now healthy and available. You had Chiellini and Eddie Segura to fall, Murillo and Ibiaga. That is uh, a luxury no MLS team is even close to having. If you can have two guys like Carlos Vela and Chicho Arango, or let's say Gareth Bale and Chicho Arango, or Vela and Bale, that can just cheat a little bit, or they kind of sense because they're so smart about when turnovers are happening, or when the other team's getting in a situation, they can kind of cheat a little bit, and then you have them as outlets, we're going to see a lot more goals, where it's one, two passes, and a goal. And to be able to attack with two players, like, you're not, then, and then, you, like you said, you have three quality center backs, and two players that are able to get you a goal, it's going to be impossible to break this team down. And this is great news for Carlos Vela, who added the two assists, the what would be the game-tying and then the game-winning assist to Sifu and uh, Chicho. And that's how Sociodad used to play. Remember his best years with Sociodad? Yep, he kind of tucked was behind that the coming underneath, nine. Griezmann going ahead of the defense, and those two. What a great visuali visualization you just gave me, Vince. Mm -hmm. Look back, Go back and watch some of those Sociodad, especially Carlos's best season with Sociodad, is, was really Carlos coming short and being kind of that support striker to Antoine Griezmann. I might do that. Got some uh, Tuesday night plans now. Nice chamomile wow, what tea a, and what a nerd. No. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't very nerdy. What's our third one? Our third one is consistent Sifu. Uh, we talked about the game against, was it, uh, was it Red Bulls or Dallas, where he said it was his best performance. I think it was the Dallas game. Dallas. Where he applied the, the ball to Danny Masofsky. Mm -hmm. Oh, that pass against Dallas. He was all over it. He was. Mm -hmm. I talked to you. We were in the press box. Go, he's on a heater. And then for him to come out and score these two goals, be involved in the third, Jose Cifuentes is arriving. He, I remember when he was first here and he looked so lost. It was a kid from a foreign country, mm. um, overcoming a lot just to, to get from where he is in Ecuador, a very um, difficult place to grow up, to come to Los Angeles, to go through these growing pains where you didn't know what he was gonna get. You know what you're gonna get from him now. And he has made that midfield so dynamic and two goals in the bank as well uh, after not scoring in a while is a, a tremendous achievement. One at both end. He is, you know, he is very much the opposite of himself on the field. In the field, he can impose himself. He's powerful. Uh, he really gets out there, and you notice a player like him on the field. Off the field, he's very shy. He's very quiet, and he's very non-assuming. He doesn't immediately come to you. He's more comfortable in his skin these days, though, because no, he of has the gotten, playing. No, he has gotten better, but still, he's still very quiet. When we speak to him, he's always very very humble and smiling and quiet. He's not as loud as some of the guys, but you're right. And maybe it's, some people are saying he should have been all-star. Maybe he should have. Maybe, I think he's come on just a little bit too late for those vote, votes. Uh, but if this is, again, if this is a, a sign of things to come, he's already kind of matched his stat line for last season, and we thought last season was his breakout year. So if this is what is in fact going to happen, I mean, this is the reason why we were saying before that that DP slot, you can kind of play around with it a little more. You can be a little more patient because a guy like Sifu, who's on a TAM deal, who's 22 years old, who's playing to be on that plane in Ecuador and playing like he's definitely on that plane. Uh, it, it, and, and on the field. Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And that's a tough position because he, he wants to be so forward-facing, right? And Steve has even said this. We're starting to see the goals. We're starting to see the assists, the dribbles, uh, the ability to start counterattacks. But he's gotten better with his defensive work and his work rate. I would say the one thing I would like to see with him is, man, he's so gassed at the end of a game. So maybe if he can find a way to uh, inject himself in certain places and be able to conserve his energy to make it through 90 minutes. But that's just the way he plays, man. He's, he's rock and roll. He's thunder and lightning. Um, it's, I love a player like that. Uh, and it's, but it can be hit or miss because, you know, you can 
get a few fouls, get a yellow or the, or the yellow card, which has been a problem with him at times. Uh, but right now he's just so on and he's reaping the benefits and it is showing up in the scoreline. And that trio in the midfield is so special where you have Ilya Sanchez, who is an all-star, rightfully so. Kellen Acosta, who assisted the first goal on his way to go to the U.S. national team and probably play some important minutes for the mm -hmm. USA in Qatar. And now Jose Cifuentes. Those those three probably don't play together all the time, but when they are there, it feels very comforting. And that it's because of the development of Sifu, because the other two are more known quantities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that midfield feels great when they're all there. And I think we were talking about it early in the season. We were kind of weary because we we're like, we're doing so well, but that midfield, we, we need more. Because, But it wasn't their fault. They were just having to chop and change because of injuries. Now, if we can get an extended run of those three, look out. And if they don't have them all, then you can maybe do something with the back line where it looks a little different. There's a crazy amount of options. Now we will talk about the all-star. 26 players announced, Major League Soccer, three of them from LAFC. Carlos Vela going to his fourth all-star game. Ilya Sanchez, his second appearance first in 2018. And I know one that everybody can take a lot of satisfaction in this building, Chiqui Palacios, in all for all intents and purposes here, uh, voted as the best left back in the league by his inclusion. That is, we, you were hoping for the best here. I think maybe you could have had a fourth guy, but three is a tremendous achievement when a lot of big clubs didn't put anybody in there. Yeah, three is tied for the most with any team, so at least we have that satisfaction. And that other team is NYCFC, who we think is probably the second best team in the league. Uh, or Austin, uh, between Austin and NYCFC as of right now. Uh, and by the way, happy birthday to Chiqui Palacios. Today was his birthday. He turned 23. So all-star and then had, had his birthday. But you're right. And again, it speaks to what we said off the top. I think our soccer intelligence as a soccer community here is getting much better because Chiqui has one goal for LAFC in his entire career. There's a lot of left backs that score goals. We have, we have one of them. Ryan Hollingshead has five goals in yeah. all competitions. I voted uh, for him. And he very well could have been on that team as well for, for what his impact on the scoreline. But Chiqui Palacios has been, because Carlos has been injured at times, because of other things, I think he, him and Ilya Sanchez have been the most consistent performers on this LFC team and deserve all the credit for carrying the team at times when a guy like Carlos Vela wasn't, wasn't playing or, or just LFC needed that extra boost from a player from a different position. Ilya Sanchez is the... Uh is the, that traditional centerpiece, the, the the linchpin of a team. He is the guy that if he's having a good season where he's being acknowledged by the All-Stars, it means your team's doing very well. He's always going to be in and around the ball, whereas Cheeky has to work that little bit harder to be a focal point, and so much goes through Cheeky. He's a high-usage player. Well, remember, Ilya was a free agent, came to this club. I mean, obviously, he was still a very serviceable player, and a lot of clubs would like to have him. Just like with Gareth Bale and Giorgio Chiellini, LAFC was a destination. He'll talk about that when we talk to him about him here in a moment. Uh, and that helped him to bring him here. But it doesn't mean he was going to reach this level. But that's somebody who saw this opportunity and said, uh, I'm, not, I'm not messing this up. This is a once-in-a-lifetime. I'm going to be playing with these players. And he, the work he's put in mm -hmm. on the field, off the field, has paid off in a lot of ways. And uh, he's just the most comforting player that we have out there on the field and he's an all-star so. yeah and you'll hear it directly from him it's the whole package he'll, he'll lay it out much better than we can so maybe we should lay out and get to you want to, get to the i man. just want to say again i want to reiterate how proud we are of cheeky palacios for putting in the work and all these players the future is so very very bright inside lafc the max and vince podcast we're going to be right back and we'll be joined by lafc all-star midfielder Ilya sanchez
We are back here inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing because head of team security, Paul, is directing us now. He does it all. Uh, head of security, head of team security, Paul, is here. Ilya Sanchez joining us for the second time. All-star Ilya Sanchez. All-star Ilya Sanchez. Put some respect on his name. All-star that's what, team security, Paul. You yeah, defer, should be. You defer immediately. You say he should go. He should be the security at the All-Star. We will uh, push uh, for him to come uh, with Carlos and Chiki and myself because he really deserves to be there. Um, and why? Why? Yeah, Tell yeah. us why. You don't know? I mean, all <laughs> we, that he does we know, you know, in we a regular know. basis every day. Else. He's here 5.30 in the morning. This is true. Wow, that opens, I did not know. Uh, the facility. And he still have a smile on his face to receive Max has never seen everyone here. That's because you come a little bit later. Oh, so if so I got here at 5.30, he'd be okay? 5.30, 6, 7, you know, um, at the All-Star broadcaster's time, he's still, he's already... Um, <laughs> Put a full day in. Upset or, you know, uh, going into his day. He's always, he has been very good with me. and He lets me meet people there at the stadium. So hats off to Team Security Paul. I wore his shirt on the show once, on um, our 110 football show. So there's love there. We love him. Okay. It's good to see that. It's important to have a good team security. Actually, we, we, we were making jokes um, when the rotation started for players and staff. Um, we uh, could vote for every single player but our teammates. Mm-hmm. So I told him, Paul, I'm sorry. I would vote for you as a best uh, chief of security. But I will have to vote for the Kansas City one because because uh, you can't can't do it. You know yeah. I can't vote for my own teammates, and he got really upset about that. Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better to not tell Paul something. Uh, but we're we're so happy to have you on. Uh, obviously, being announced as an All Star today, but also because we had you on after the gal- the first Galaxy match, and you kind of took us through it, um, and we could tell that it still ate at you, um, and now we get to have you on after you beat them. So. Thoughts now that you have beaten them? Like I said, when we talked to you, you were still very much in the moment and still very disappointed. Um, I know that this doesn't make up for everything, but just kind of the general thoughts as you look at it in its kind of singular focus is winning that game. First thought is the main goal was achieved. Uh, and it was to get, obviously, the three points um, and the win at, in front of our, our fans at home. Um, after that, we are professionals. Uh, we have to analyze and um, assess um, what happened throughout the 90 minutes. And I think that we did uh, many things right, but we also have room to improve um, because we played a, v- a good first half um, where we, we, we scored first and, and we left 1-0. Um, to halftime, but uh, then uh, we lost control uh, the first 15, 20 minutes in the second half. Um, so that's something that uh, Steve doesn't want, that the coaching staff um, made sure that uh, we are aware of that and that we still have to keep working, keep getting better, uh, stronger as a team, um, because individually we are uh, very strong in every position, in each position. But um, with the work that uh, we are putting in, we should uh, be able to control uh, the 90 minutes of any game. When you say lost control, I know you're referring obviously to them scoring and then kind of making it a game again. Uh, But in 
post in the post game press conference, Steve talked about defending too deep at times. Is that what you're meaning? Can you just kind of unpack? Because lost control can mean so many things. Mm -hmm. What for you was kind of the yeah. thing that set that? For me, lost control would be um, get hurt, uh, getting hurt because of your mistakes, not mm. because of the opponents uh, being better than you. Uh, so we were not sharp with the ball. Uh, that create this situation where there was there were many counterattacks for both teams. And we don't want that. Uh, we want to manage uh, the situation, uh, having control on the ball, um, to then create uh, clear uh, chances through a um, built attack. So um, not allowing the opponent to have space on the ball and time, uh, it's what uh, we want. When we talk to Steve, as a coach, he has to look at the big picture of the season and know that I, I, we have to play well here for the Galaxy, but we got to be ready for Nashville, we got to be ready for Dallas. Um, and not to minimize anything, but when, when we were around the players, you could see how much it meant, this game, because of that extra layer connection with the supporters and living in that moment. What were those conversations like? Because I know, I, I would imagine, I'm probably, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but the coach said, we've got to approach this uh, in a very, um, in the same manner we approach every game, but it's not every game. What were those conversations like with the team, knowing how important it was to you and for the supporters? Well, um, I think that, as I mentioned at the beginning, for us, the main goal was to uh, get the result. Uh, and that's something that we don't usually say before a game. Uh, our goal is to have a strong performance, the best we can, because that will get us closer to win the game. Um, in this game, I think that we created players um, inside the locker room, this atmosphere where um, we had to win, we must win the game. And that's something that can be really good mm -hmm. for a team, but also can play against you um, if you don't start in the right way the game. Um, against our biggest rival, we would all agree, um, I think that extra pressure uh, made that um, yes, we are very happy with the result. Uh, don't take me wrong, but still, uh, we we believe that um, we should have been uh, sharper and more calm on the ball and uh, clever in front of of the goal too. Could that be, I guess, a long-term benefit to you though in the end, uh, as you're saying that? Because you're you, as you keep saying, you know, we we have things we have to work on. Um, and you look at that game, you, you win three to two. Uh, could it have been maybe less beneficial mentality-wise if you guys just won three nil and it was a cakewalk? And, and, and we've worked on those things. It's not that we haven't touched on, on those situations. Uh, we've worked on a deep block. We've worked on a middle block. Uh, what to do when we recover the ball to secure it if we cannot go forward. Uh, all these things that we worked and we keep working on it, on them. Um, it's what uh, we need to uh, manage during the game, mm -hmm. not just in training. And those mental situations where uh, you feel that extra pressure. You go 1-0 up, but you don't want to um, lose that advantage. You don't want to give up a goal. Um, as you said, you score the, the second one, and maybe the, the game is completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, Football are, are details uh, in, in those situations, and confidence and, and pressure plays a big role in any team in the world. 
What was the reaction when they tied the game? Maybe if you could share what maybe was said amongst the team. Uh, well, because there was a reaction after that. I think we, we kicked off and I kicked the ball out of bounds right away. So just uh, s s let you know that at that time, um, yeah, we didn't expect that. We didn't want that at all and, and probably um, affect us for five, ten minutes. Uh, and you banged that out to sort of just No, get... I mean... <laughs> okay. No, I think he's saying he didn't do it. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. <laughs> it was a, a poor um, action gotcha. on, on, my, on my end. But um, Are you saying that because maybe, like you're saying, it, you were a little... It you were you. stuck in the, yeah, were you stuck in the play still when uh, you should have been? I shouldn't have played that that mm -hmm. ball out of bounds right away. Like it's just something that you get frustrated. You are maybe thinking about the replay uh, and and making uh, going through that um, your mind, and you don't think what you're doing that you have the ball on your feet. So um, it's a very human response. I, I mean, that's yeah, how. but it shouldn't happen in a professional. You know? No, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate your. <laughs> You professional and all. I would do that. All, I would do that nine out of ten times. Yeah. But, um, but a professional and all star, might we remind it, you? It shouldn't happen yeah. uh, on 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 me or any of us. And I think that that tells you that yeah, we didn't want uh, them to get in the game. Um, but luckily, and and we have players like Carlos, like Tifu, like Chicho. Um, they stepped up. Uh, we scored the second one the third one and um, that gave the team uh, confidence mm -hmm. um, but still uh, Galaxy Push they are a great team uh, yeah. I think that we all agree with that and they have a good coach too so um, yeah uh, again we are uh, very happy with the result but we are not satisfied um, because we know that we can do uh, much more and much better that's kind of what you would want to hear right I know that yes. everyone wants and I'm to sure that the coach yeah, Steve you the same, yep. and, and I'm glad you said it about because my, my sorry, eh? my my, my um, thoughts, most of them are based on his thoughts mm -hmm. and his reviews, and uh, him analyzing the game and letting us know what he wants for the team, and that's exactly what we need to do uh, to be able to to win games. And, and I'm glad you said about about the Galaxy because they just fight, and you can see it on the field. They don't put their heads down in this game in particular. We don't see them all the time, and they've. You know, they've had their issues in other games, but in this game, it's they uh, are relentless. And they subbed Jobeljik and they throw in Cabral. Yeah. And then Efrain goes out and Victor Vaz is coming, which is even a better player. So mm -hmm. you never know. Uh, and Sasha comes yeah. in and they can make all these rotations uh, in the front with Ravelason and um, Grancir, obviously Chicharito, no? So they are uh, a solid team. Uh, in, in, in the league and with the motivation that they had, also the no pressure uh, coming from two wins right. at their stadium, coming into our stadium, uh, I think that uh, it's a huge win for us. Mm -hmm. um, and moving forward, um, looking ahead uh, to Nashville, Kansas City, Seattle, etc., uh, it has to make us uh, work harder uh, to be better. Um, for the, these next games and playoff games. Playoff games are going to be exactly the same. Right, only than, the result matters at that point. Saturday. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was trying to, like, mentality-wise, I feel like, it, although you guys are kind of subdued in your celebrations, I think maybe we're going to see the dividends, we're going to see what, what the good parts of that down the line. That's a good point. Uh, I, I want to ask you about the, the fans. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me, but I still feel so, 
surprised when I see the displays, the, whether it be the TIFO or the smoke show before, calling it hashtag smoke show. I know that that's probably used for something, different, for something totally different, but I want to call it that. But for you, uh, you know, coming from Spain, where you, uh, I, I like Spain because each fan group or supporter group is kind of different. Like you go to camp now and it's a different vibe than when you go to the Bernabeu or you go to you go anywhere you go see a game at Valencia um, for you though what what are your kind of thoughts on on seeing that and how does it help you as a player for us for for me that was amazing um, and we are so happy and so released that uh, we could uh, give them the win uh, they deserve it uh, more than anyone uh, in this group more than all of us, uh, but we are all together on this. Uh, we feel uh, them as a part of LAFC. Uh, I hope that they feel us as a part of uh, their group too, because um, we play for them. Uh, they cheer for us so we can uh, be better on the field. We can push till the end. And that's exactly uh, how we feel, uh, how they make the, us feel. Um, so. I cannot say other than thank you uh, to to everyone that was uh, at the stadium supporting the team, even at home. Um, we can feel um, them, and as you said, this is a, a, a long run, and I think that uh, we are making step by step in the right direction. Uh, we have um, a coaching staff that is very demanding. We have fans that are very demanding, and. We as a players um, are very demanding too with ourselves. So um, this is the right uh, place to be. Um, they make this uh, the right place to be. And as we chat at the beginning of the season, uh, that's one of the reasons why players want to come play here, right? Um, to be in front of them and to bring uh, wins to to the fans. And you shared a, an, an, a moment that I. I will put near the top of images that I've seen at that stadium against Dallas, then against the Galaxy, when Giorgio Chiellini came out and did the shalalas with the team, and then Gareth Bale. And what, when I see that, it feels like that team, Chiellini and Bale, have been part of this team for a long time, when you see that. And that wasn't the case. Many times they just got off a plane. Uh, how did that start? I mean, how did that come about, especially the Chiellini one, which is where we saw the first time, where everyone looked so close and it all came out at the end of that game there. It's unreal. And, and also trying to compare with uh, what you just say about other countries, the fans, how they um, behave, how, 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 are, how they are um, with their teams. And now with these celebrations, how our fans uh, behave, they seem that they've been built through so many generations, like in Europe. Mm -hmm. like. Barcelona fan base has more than 100 years. Uh, Madrid, Inter Milan, um, Liverpool. All Let's not talk games. about Inter Milan. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Juventus. It's interesting but, you chose that second or third there. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gave me a little eye, too. No. But um, LAFC fan base seems to be built through the years. so many years. Yeah. For other teams, um, but through the years they've had they that. And they are yeah. pretty young. Um, they got together. 10 years ago, less than 10 years less ago. Less than, yeah. So um, all these celebrations, rituals after the game um, tells you about how special this is for them, but also for us that 
any new teammate that comes to the team, um, we want them to experience uh, those rituals. And I'm glad that they also wanted to uh, be part of it since day one. So I'm pretty sure that they are also here because one of the reasons they are here is because of the fans. Right. Same way that we all chose at some point coming here because Giorgio and Gareth. Of them. Yeah. That, that was a big draw. And they said it. They both said it. Well, okay. Gareth said exactly. he saw it on TV and then he sees it in person and mm -hmm. he's like, this is a whole nother. Yeah. I didn't even, I couldn't comprehend quite what it was seeing it, you know, flattened and then you see it in full 3D. Uh, I was going to ask you about Giorgio because I, I got to a chance to do a uh, event with Maxime on Sunday and somebody asked him about Giorgio and he, he commented that what Georgia really helped you guys with in that game was at halftime. He was kind of going around to guys going, hey, you know, if you can maybe step up a little bit here and then going to the next guy, and, hey, can you close the distance here? Can you do this? How, how was that? How did you find that? Him just like the kind of little tips that he was giving and did he, did he speak to you? Uh, what did you see in that? Definitely. Moment? He's a winner. Um, games, training, on the field, on the bench. Um, he's a team player. Uh, he has a lot of quality on the field, but also he can see every single play uh, earlier than uh, than us. So he came to me at halftime with uh, against Dallas. He came to me against. Uh, oh, even in the Dallas game, he Galaxy. Had. Sorry, um, we played Dallas. We played the game before was. What was it? Oh, Red Bulls. Red Bull. Red. No. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas game. Okay. He was there on okay. Wednesday. Yes, yes. Yeah, Dallas, yeah, yeah. Was the Dallas game. game. Yeah, yeah. Dallas game. I'm just surprised because he literally had just shown up, but he was already kind of. No, no. He was. Uh, it surprised me too, but he was in the locker room before the game, mm. um, after the game. So against the Galaxy, the same. He not just tells the defenders what to do. He tells the midfielders what he thinks we should mm -hmm. do, and um, the forwards. And it goes aligned with what Steve. Uh, once uh, of his team. So uh, he's a smart player. Um, he's a winner, as I said, and uh, all these things is what you need in a group, um, mm -hmm. period. It's amazing that they it comes out and already you wonder how quickly he would be that sort mm -hmm. of instructional, uh, but from the beginning, first day. Want to talk about your all-star selection? That is an incredible honor. Uh, second all-star selection. Second, 2018, I believe, is the first. Um, when you, what was your reaction when you heard of it? Because you were a free agent at Sporting Kansas City, still a very good midfielder, but what people probably are asking, can he get back to an all-star level? Here you are. Some people even beyond an all-star level. Uh, your reaction to hearing that news? <laughs> that was it? <laughs> well, first of all, um, I was um, happy that Steve um, came uh, to the group and um, told us uh, the selections, but... Um, for me, it's what is an all-star level because I still believe that there are so many good midfielders in the league, but not just in the league. Don't go too far in this team. Like Kellen, mm -hmm. Tifu, Latif, Pancho. We all have pretty similar uh, level on the field. We are just different characteristics. Um, and uh, I take this uh, selection um, as 100% uh, part of being part of LAFC, a team that uh, all the pieces of this gear are working um, because of Steve, because of his coaching staff, and um, because of my teammates. So um, 
I take it as just getting one of these pieces and putting it in an all-star team to see if we can be uh, stronger than the Mexicans so mm -hmm. or the Mexican league. Right. Um, other than that, honestly, uh, it doesn't mean too much to me. So. Well, then um, Max and I will tell you what we think about it. I'm so it. proud because it also gives recognition to the work that the staff, mm -hmm. that all of you do, um, to present what we do on the field and make it have a bigger impact of it. He makes a good point there. He does. We probably yeah. uh, Now that he brings it back to me, and too. I, and I believe on that because you, you, you say it. I was in, selected in 2018. Mm -hmm. Why not 2020 or 2019 or 2021? For me, it's special because joining LAFC um, and knowing that uh, everything that you've done here before I arrived, um, it has impact uh, outside. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I'm proud of you and congratulations again. Thank I, you, I think well deserved too. It, it is well deserved, and that's this is what I'm going to say for me, and I hope that this is the case. So. All-Stars here, are, at least for this initial wave of All-Stars, are voted on, right? And uh, there's been a lot of talk about the way things get voted on in MLS, whether it's a goal of the year, goal of the week, um, and how certain fan bases are very good at voting. Uh, LAFC is generally not one of those ones that's at the very top of the voting. Atlanta used to be good back in the day, yes. but they're not having a good season. I like to think, though, that the type of player that you are, and we've talked about this before, the profile, the, the way that you play on the pitch is not always noticed. Uh, it's, the, it's the Busquets, right? You watch the game, you don't see Busquets. You watch Busquets, you see the whole game. And I, I, I honestly believe that about yourself. It's, the ultimate team I enjoy player. watching you. There, I'll spend five, ten minutes where I'm like, let's just see what Ilya is doing because I can kind of get an idea of what's going on in the game. Um, but I hope that this is a sign that our, our football intelligence here in, in MLS is starting to grow because yourself included, I would say Cheeky as well, is another one where generally not the flashiest guy. He, has, he finally scored his first goal for LAFC. And generally, we pick guys that score goals or and assist. But you guys have been such an impact to the team without those. So I feel like that's something to build upon from a from a fan base perspective. They're learning the game, and I think that's they're getting it right in this country. Well, and, and also thank you to all our fans that uh, I, I do believe uh, make the difference. In um, well, Carlos, it was obvious that uh, he has to go. Mm -hmm. um, he's, in my opinion, the best player in this league. So. Uh, no doubt with that, and uh, not just my opinion. Yeah, a lot of people share that exactly. opinion with A you. lot of people uh, would say the same. Uh, but uh, Cheek is doing so many things uh, well on the field that uh, it's 100% deserve um, for him to, to go as a best uh, left back. But I think that uh, fans uh, helped and pushed uh, for LFC players, not just for us, uh, to be representing this organization um, in this big show. I would ask you more questions about the All-Star, but I think you're going to deflect it because you'll be like, this is a, it is what it is. And not take not, me wrong, it's a great experience. A, no, I, I loved mean. it in 2018. I mean, share with uh, opponents uh, in a regular basis that now are your teammates and, and being under uh, someone else uh, coaching uh, for the game, it's a uh, good experience. And yeah. playing the Liga MX, it's, it's going to be also well, I think that's one thing we could ask. Yeah. 20, who did you play in 2018? What we was played the, Juventus. We played Giorgio. Okay, it was Juventus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. And that now was in Atlanta. Georgia. That was at the Atlanta one. Thing. We had a dinner uh, the night before. Uh, Juventus players, uh, MLS players, and some executives um, that were um, in, in that dinner. And um, Giorgio grabbed all his teammates and uh, brought them to our table 
uh, and wow. made them say hi to all of us one one by one, mm -hmm. um, one by one um, that night. Mm -hmm. uh, he presented um, his teammates to all of us, and I mean, I would remember that. Uh, right. Forever. They both said something when they arrived, both being George Kelly and Gareth Bale about raising the, and I talked about it earlier in the podcast, the, the professional standard, and that applies the professional standard for in the middle of a meal to get up go we're going to greet that that's got to be exciting for a team you and then many of the younger players we mentioned cheeky and sifu seeing that from two guys that you that command that attention what is that professional standard what kind of difference is that definitely uh and and you can you can tell um every day when we get here uh they are here already uh they had breakfast at the right time for then go to the gym or to uh, the treatment table uh, and start working uh, on what they need uh, for then uh, perform on the field. So all these things, being on time, uh, eating the right food, uh, resting, uh, getting treatment, doing exercises to prevent injuries, um, working it's out <laughs> after uh, to get stronger, faster, um, and all these details that they add to their lives that we have to get them for our lives and for and especially for our football life. And you see them, you see them firsthand so you can go, I need to incorporate well, that. I want to add that you're part of that though too yeah. because Max and I notice that you know, you, you're here, you're one of the first people here and one of the last people to leave and you're always putting extra work but we've noticed there's a little group kind of growing around you, uh, doing more and more of what you do. And this, and, guy, and for those that don't get a chance to come out and see training, it's not like the sexy things. It's not like they're going to lift and, and get biceps. You're doing like calisthenics, you're doing extra stretching, injury prevention, and that group has kind of started to grow around you. And I'm, did, was that a, guys just started showing up, and you're like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do that with me? Or were you reaching out to guys? How did that, that come about? We, we are signing players. Uh, everything started with a small group, and um, some days, some players join us. Uh, the next day, it's uh, a different uh, three, four players that come into the group, but two left, leave because they have something else to do. Like, mm -hmm. it's not uh, something that uh, we organize. It's just uh, something that uh, um, I try to do and that uh, other players think that um, they can add to, not every day, but sometimes, um, in their routines and let me tell you also staff is joining maybe right. not working out maybe max and i should be but conversations eating together like mm -hmm. um uh, going to the uh, hot and cold tub or or uh even if i can handle that i think i can handle that <laughs> right with well i don't know the cold beautiful tub is cold sun. no but oh, with the beautiful yeah, sun um, Get the blood flowing. It, it, it feels much better, but um, no, we, we have uh, a group that uh, gets together um, before traveling day and, I don't know, uh, have some scratchers. Or, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about building um, these uh, connections and relationships that uh, for sure are going to help uh, us at the end. Well, we're very fortunate to have you, and we appreciate you joining us here for the second time. We, we learned so much from you, Ilya, and we're, we're, we're thrilled. I know when you're at the All-Star, you'll be happy, but you'll also be looking forward to the game over the weekend, which there is one after the All-Star. But uh, we're going to be thrilled to see you representing the club out there in Thank Minnesota. You. Thank you so much. Ilya Sanchez, this is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. And we appreciate everyone listening in because this is a really exciting time for the club, and it will be 
from this point till we lift some trophies. We'll see you then. Oh, yes! They knocked on the door, and they finally kicked it through.